and a hearty welcome to one and all. This is episode 17 of the Confessions of a Not-So-Dangerous Mind podcast. I want to remind all of you, if you're joining me on Spotify or iTunes or any of the audio platforms, or if you're joining me on my YouTube channel, don't forget to click like and smash that subscribe bell. So today I'm going to shift gears a little bit and I'm going to talk about balance and specifically balance when it comes to not just our fitness but our diets. And by diet, I don't mean dieting. I mean our normal daily intake of food and whatever other forms of nutrition, whether you take uh, protein powders, energy drinks, anything. What I know is that as a much younger person, before I got into fitness, I didn't have any balance. I was a typical kid who just ate whatever was in front of him, whenever, and always wanted more. That's obviously not advisable. And as I got older, uh, and I talked about this in the podcast, my fitness journey, I did learn how to eat properly. Doesn't mean you always eat properly. And then there's a question of well, what is it, exactly does it mean to eat properly? But I personally have gone through different phases, and in a way, I've almost done it backwards. Because as a very young person, and by that I mean late teens and early 20s, I was very, very strict. I had years where I did not eat dessert, where I was um, following along with the basic concepts that I found in the um, you know, muscle and fitness type magazines, which were to have uh, numerous smaller meals a day and eat according to the clock as opposed to breakfast, lunch, or dinner, which could really be any time. We talk breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast could be 5.30 in the morning. Lunch could be 11. Dinner could be 5. Or it could be other times. But I've always been uh, very much of a personality that would throw myself wholeheartedly into whatever it was that I was interested in at that particular time. And times change. And needs change. Thought processes change. So as a college student, I was the sort who would bring his own food with him. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But bringing coolers of eggs, hard-boiled, with one to college, bringing all of that on a train or in a car and just carrying it around all day, then as now, that's a big commitment of time and effort. And this is not to say that meal prepping is not smart, because it is very smart if you have the time and inclination. But what I was doing, it was almost as if I was on, I hate to say contest diet, but I was eating so clean every single day at an age where I didn't, not that you ever need to, but I really didn't need to be doing that. I needed to eat a more varied and balanced diet. I had stretches where I was having hot cereal and egg whites five times a day. Egg whites and grits, egg whites and oatmeal, egg whites and cream of wheat, very little else. If we would go out to dinner, whether it was a nice restaurant or, you know, good old major steakhouse in Woodbury, 
dry chicken breast, dry baked potato, salad, no cheese, no croutons, not even oil and vinegar, just balsamic vinegar. And I ate this way for, I don't know, five years? Just, it made sense to me at the time, but looking back on it, it does not make any sense. And I didn't really start to loosen up what I was doing uh, until getting to my late 20s. And I guess you could say I just kind of came to the understanding that, what was I doing? Why was I, why was my diet this way? Nobody told me to do this. I, I happened into it. I stumbled into it. It's something I started doing. I thought I was supposed to because you get a lot of sort of differing information from the various magazines that I was reading. And there were a lot of people in that, in that arena, that world of bodybuilding and fitness that they kind of implied, well, I never go off my diet. I might eat bigger portions in the so-called off-season, but if you ask me, do I ever have cheesecake? No. Do I ever eat ice cream? No. Now, I may have read stuff from certain people that I took too much to heart because that's what I wanted to read, and I thought, well, this is what I have to do. But at a certain point in time, I did take my foot off the accelerator and started to eat a more normal diet and not be so restrictive all the time. Heaven forbid, have a slice of cheesecake at the end of a meal. You know, get a Caesar salad with actual dressing. Eat pizza, for crying out loud, if you like it. And moving that from me as a much younger person to me as a much older person, I do see other people, not just myself, that this issue of balance, it's not easy. It's not like you figure it out and then you have it solved forever, because it is a struggle because we can be into fitness. We can take pride in our health, our appearance, but our health, and that we try to do things to enhance our health and not lower our, our level of health. Um, a diet is a big part of that. And we've all seen various um, statistics and percentages in terms of um, what percent of bodybuilding and or fitness and or the fitness lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, whatever phrase you want to use applies. What percentage of that is diet? What percentage of that is exercise? And there's no real answer because we've seen 90% diet, 50%, 70%. And then there's the other, the other process which says sitting down wherever you are, eating food, drinking fluids, that is the easy part. The difficult part is grinding through your workouts when you don't want to. When your instinct, remember the old Weeder instinctive principle and the great Dorian Yates, who even though he worked for Weeder, just kind of poo-pooed. And I said, I don't really believe there is an instinctive principle. If I were being honest, I would probably defecate on a weight instead of lifting. So there are some people who just know what to do. But if we're just relying on that, you know, it's, we're going to get, we're going to get caught short. And so the, the concept of balance, what are you trying to do at that time? Are you trying to gain weight? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to maintain? If you're not a competitor, if it's not your goal to step on stage, if it is literally just for your health 
and sense of well-being. I no longer see the purpose of eating clean and eating strict all of the time. There have to be periods where you back off. And not that I'm saying that people should be like me and eat you know, nachos for dinner all the time and, and stuff like that, pizza and Greek salad. I have the time where I'm able to do cardio. A lot of people don't have that kind of time, so not that. But don't be so restrictive is the idea, unless you have to, because there are people who certain kinds of junk foods they can't eat because it will harm their health. Don't eat cheesecake if you're lactose intolerant. You know, don't have um, pound cake, regular pound cake, or pizza or anything that has gluten if it's going to cause your stomach to blow up as if you swallowed a bowling ball. You know, everything within reason, everything with a purpose. But I know that once, and whether it's uh, your, for example, someone who competes or just somebody who wants to be healthy and enhance that, it is very difficult to go from being, and I mentioned this in the podcast about Stallone and Copland, even for the average person who reaches a level of conditioning, not competition, could be the equivalent of six weeks out, doesn't matter, but when you reach a level of conditioning that you are satisfied with, that you are happy, that you peak when for nothing other than yourself, you could do a photo shoot, it doesn't matter, but you peak and you can't hold that peak. It's, we know this, it is not healthy to hold that peak. So the mental side, the struggle that many of us go through is, of course, we want to eat junk food. We'd love to sit back with a bag of chips and onion dip, or as we say, order whatever we want from a menu, whether we're at McDonald's, it doesn't matter where. We know it isn't healthy, and the trick is to figure out for you, what is balance? Not a balanced diet, but something that you can live with where you're not gaining 20 pounds in a month after peaking and then you feel like crap, but something where you can enjoy life, get more out of life. Because I'm telling you, people who knew me when I was, you know, in my early 20s, they, I thought they were castigating me. They weren't. They were concerned that, Jared, what are you doing? Why are you acting this way? Why are you eating this way? Why are you coming across as if you don't have a choice and you must do this? I had myself convinced that I had to be that way, that I had to have egg whites and grits. I had a stretch of almost a year where I was eating egg whites and grits at least four times a day, if not five. We would go out to dinner, family gatherings, and I wouldn't eat. Why not? Uh, well, I'm not supposed to eat a meal at, at 6.30. Again, if you're competing, and I've been to um, weddings, one somewhat famous wedding in particular, where there were people who brought their own food. They were competing. They were a few weeks out from shows. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about normal life and normal people who just want to be and stay in terrific shape year-round. Even with that, egg whites and grits five times a day. No. Tilapia and asparagus five times a day. No. You have to give yourself, because you know you're going to bounce back. You can have a cheat meal. You can have a cheat day. You're not going to suddenly backslide into person you used to be. 
that was something that was real with me because I had been overweight as a child and there was always the fear that I was going to backslide into the person that I was. But at a certain time, I knew that wasn't the case. There was no excuse. I just was so obsessed with continuing to do what I was doing. And hey, obsession when it comes to the gym and when it comes to on balance, being healthy and, and striving to increase your health, that's good. But that's the trick. Because for each person who takes a step into the fitness world, even if it's just joining a gym, a Planet Fitness, and I went to the Planet Fitness in Greenlawn, it's a joke, okay? But for $10 a month, it's great. If you're asking me, is that like Bev's? No. Yeah, there's weights, there's cardio, there are Smith machines. Staff is incredibly nice, competent, and friendly. Is it a real gym? No. But even that, a person who is nervous, and it doesn't have to be someone who's looking to lose weight, just somebody who's looking to enhance their health, dipping the toe into that area, saying, I want to try to get into fitness. Even that person might reach a point where they don't know exactly what the best way to go is as far as balance in their diet, in their sleep schedules. If you have to start sleeping less, which is really not advisable, but life dictates these things. Many of you know that I was a Bev's gym 4 a.m. Monday to Friday regular from April of 2006 right up until COVID. So almost 14 years where my normal Monday to Friday was get to Bev's just before 4 a.m. And then on weekends, 6 a.m. That was something that I did. That was my bliss. That was my, that kept me balanced, as wacky as that is. So yeah, I was short on sleep a lot, but I dealt with it. I was comfortable with it. Now that I don't wake up at 325, I don't want to say, it's just, it's just different, that I'm not stressing over waking up at a certain time. Now, it's arguable whether that was ever a good idea, but I, I enjoyed that. That was a season of my life that is over. And now, balance is sometimes I set the alarm, sometimes I don't, but I don't stress if I quote-unquote oversleep because the idea of oversleeping and getting to the gym late is a little bit weird, unless to work there. <laughs> I'm not advocating to, yeah, it's okay, I'll show up. No, I don't mean that. But if you don't have to be somewhere, that's totally different. And I knew a lot of people who would get to the gym in the 4 to 4.30 a.m. range. And then after their workout, you know, they could do 45 minutes of weights, 45 minutes of cardio, you know, schmooze, do the usual thing. And then they would shower, dress, and either drive to the city or drive to their office, which in some cases was local, near Syosset. Other cases, oh, my office is in Great Neck. And some people even would roll over to the Hicksville train station and take the train into the city. For them, balance might mean something completely different than you. And when you make that kind of commitment to alter your comfort level, you know, we always talk about the only real place for growth is outside of your comfort zone. And even that varies so massively from person to person. But once you make the decision 
to change your life, then you have to figure out all of the rest. And it's okay to slip up because when I tell you as somebody who is very, very close to a big milestone birthday, there are no precise, correct answers. You have to find them on your own. You're not going to get it from a magazine. That was one of my mistakes as a much younger person. I thought well, what this person says is the gospel. Not that you shouldn't follow anybody or, or take what they say to heart, but they're not giving you a one plus one equals two. They might be giving you something approaching that for themselves, but not for you. And you're going to make mistakes. You need to be patient with the process. When they say Rome wasn't built in a day, neither was a good physique or a good level of fitness or increased health. It does take time. But I am a big believer now. And if my younger self were here, he would be disagreeing with at least three quarters of what I'm saying now. I'm a big believer in enjoying as much of life as you can because we are not on here on this rock, as they say, third rock from the sun, we're not here for an indefinite amount of time, we're not guaranteed anything. And, um, you know, the actress Emma Stone had a quote a number of years ago, which I think fits. Life is short. A lot of it is rough. Some of it is sweet. So eat the damn chocolate cake. Eat that slice of cheesecake. Have the ice cream. I'm paraphrasing her. But that was the gist of it. And she was in her early 20s when she said that. And I absolutely agree that if you're not competing and you're in the last stages or even early stages, I, I, who am I to judge? Don't pass up good times, potential core memories and life moments because you think you're supposed to eat a certain way all the time. There's so much more to life and I found this and I didn't find it the hard way. I slowly came to it. It took a long time. I didn't have anybody like older me to say, you don't have to do this, kiddo. You're going to be fine if you add cheese to your salad and if, heaven forbid, you're going to have a little blue cheese. You like blue cheese? Eat it. It doesn't mean you're going to have it every day. You want feta cheese? Go right ahead. I think it's critically important to be able to do that, not beat yourself up over it. It's part of your plan. You work it into your routine. You know, and again, it doesn't mean to have unlimited cheat days and just not give a fuck. But trust yourself. Trust yourself that if you have a cheat day, it doesn't mean that your fitness level is destroyed. You can't destroy health with one meal unless it's, you know, maybe a month like Morgan Spurlock and Supersize Me where he just, <laughs> there's a movie you should watch. He almost killed himself eating McDonald's three times a day for a month. His internist was like, you got maybe one more day and I'm going to have to hospitalize you because you're dying. <laughs> I don't mean that. Everything within reason and everything in balance, in harmony. And you have to find that. And that is not the easiest thing. But I guess I'm saying to be nicer to yourself because I was not nice to my younger self, specifically with regards to what I took in on a daily basis. And the way that I was so rigid in my thinking that I knew what I was talking about, nobody else, blah, blah, blah. 
learn from my mistakes and give yourself a pass and let yourself enjoy. Have fun. Laugh. Drink. Don't say you can't have a glass of champagne because so-and-so that you follow on Instagram, who is jacked beyond belief, says, no, no, don't ever touch alcohol. I don't think that that's an optimal approach. You need to experience as much as possible, as many fun times, as many memorable life moments as we possibly can. And uh, now, having said that, I don't regret, I don't regret the days of egg whites and grits five times because it's funny. I can look back on it and I can kind of chuckle at the misguided but earnest and well-intended younger self, the younger person that I was. I didn't hurt my body. I was healthy. I just wasn't going about life in as optimal a way as I believe I could. So eat the damn chocolate cake. That's the takeaway. Work out hard. Give every workout everything you've got. But don't forget to enjoy your life. This has been episode 17 of Confessions of a Not-So-Dangerous Mind. I want to thank you once again for joining me. Don't forget to click like and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and especially if you like what I do here, click like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll be back again real soon, probably to talk movies again, but um, not today. Take care.